Hello, listeners. Dominic Crea from Justice Tech Pros Podcast, and welcome to another installment of the Courts in Session series, Volume 2. This series was created to allow listeners a real-time experience listening to courtroom exchanges. Today, we are focusing on the case United States versus Madonna. The trial took place in Westchester County Federal Courthouse. The four men on trial were Matthew Madonna, Stephen L. Crea, Christopher Londonio, and Terrence Caldwell. Volume two will highlight the cross-examination of an informant on that case. A defense attorney, Anthony DiPietro, who represented Stephen L. Crea, will be crossing informant Anthony Zaccalillo regarding an attempted murder charge against defendant Stephen L. Crea. I wanted to highlight this cross because the defense attorney, Anthony DiPietro, did a wonderful job exposing this lying informant, Anthony Zaccalillo. So much so that the jury acquitted Mr. Crea on the charge. The cross-examination spanned two days, October 30th, 2019, and October 31st. You will be hearing both parts and both days within this exchange, so sit back and enjoy Volume 2 of the Courts in Session series, presented by Justice Tech Pros Podcast. Cross-examination by Mr. DiPietro. Mr. Zaccalillo, how are you, sir? Great. You asked about your understanding many different times, correct? Just now on direct examination? Yes. Do you understand the magnitude of this proceeding? Miss Cohen. Objection. The court. Sustained. Do you understand that facts matter, sir? Objection. Sustained. When you came into this courtroom, let's start here, sir. Do you know my client, Steve Korea? Not personally, no. You never met him, correct? That's correct. Oh, when you told that story in the beginning, you didn't say that on direct, did you? Say what? Did you say that on direct examination that you had never met him? I wasn't asked. You weren't asked. Okay. So you came in and said that he was relatives to you. He was a relative of ours? No, I never said that. You didn't testify to that earlier? I did not. Okay, but you never met the man. That's correct. Never spoke to him on the phone? No, sir. So would you agree with the statement that he doesn't even know who you are? I can't say what he knows. Now, we can agree. You've been cooperating since 2013? 2012. The end of 2012, I think it was. No, I'm sorry. 2013. And during that period of time, you told the government everything that you knew, correct? That's correct. You didn't leave out any details? No. No omissions? No, sir. So when is the first time you learned of this case? Of this case? Yeah. Probably sometime in 2013. 2013. This proceeding. This court proceeding? Maybe not this court proceeding. I don't really understand the question. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. When is the first time that you learned about this court proceeding? So you mean the whole case or the few guys that are sitting in the courtroom? This case. The court. Well, let's be clear. Are you talking about the indictment? Mr. DiPietro. Yes. The court. Do you know when the defendants in this courtroom were indicted? The witness. Sometime 2013, Your Honor. The court. Maybe we should talk about that later. Mr. DiPietro. You agree you never met the man. You never met Steve Crea? That's correct. How did you identify him? I've seen multiple photos of him. I just know his photo. So your testimony is based on photos you've seen in the newspaper? Not my photo. 
Well, my testimony is not based on purely of what he looks like. Well, you identified the man in the court, right? You identified that picture? Correct. I guess if you rephrase your question, I'll be able to answer accordingly. The court. Let me interrupt both of you. Please don't talk over one another. The court reporter is not going to get what either of you were saying. The witness. Yes, Your Honor. How did you identify Mr. Crea's picture today? How did I identify it? I pointed to it, said his name. What's the basis of your knowledge? I've seen his photo probably a hundred times. You mentioned his name a lot today throughout your testimony. That's correct. As if you knew him? Um, not as if I knew him personally. You have no first-hand knowledge about anything he testified to. Miss Cohen. Can Mr. DiPietro let the witness answer his questions? The court. Yes, let the witness finish his answer. Do you have first-hand knowledge about anything you testified today? Miss Cohen. Objection to form. The court. I think it's been... In regards to Mr. Crea, do you have first-hand knowledge about anything you testified to today? Ms. Cohen. Still, objection. Did you witness any of these events, sir? What's wrong with the question? The court. The question would be, I think it's clear, but we'll make doubly sure. You never had any personal interaction with Steve Crea Sr., correct? The witness. That's correct. The court. Anything you told us today you learned about him you learned about from other people? That's correct. Mr. DiPietro. Did the government ever reach out to you in 2017 and ask you to think more about Steve Crea? To think more about him? Yeah, think more. I don't believe so. Let me show you something to refresh your recollection. I'm showing you what's marked 3514867. Just read the highlighted portions to yourself. Did the government in 2017 ask you to think more about Mr. Crea? Once again, I do not believe so. Okay. Did you tell the government you will think more about Mr. Crea? That's what it looks like, sir. Did you forget? The court. Hold on a second. You can't just read something off the paper. The question is now that you've seen the paper, do you remember saying that? The witness. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm out of the neighborhood for years, but I wasn't told to think more about him. Mr. DiPietro. Let me ask you this. You don't know the man, right? That's correct. What are you going to think more about? As far as my cooperation was and what I had given information about, make sure I was correct. Do you know a gentleman by the name of Peter Lavaglio? Maybe. I don't know. Sounds familiar. What about John Panisi? Sounds familiar. What about Robert Spinelli? Sounds familiar. Did you tell them you would think more about them, too? I can't recall. Let's talk about this confession that Mr. Bruno made to you on several occasions. Do you know why he confessed to you more than once? Excuse me? Why would he confess to you more than once if you didn't want to know about it? Wasn't your testimony you said you didn't really want to know about it? You said, don't talk to me about this. I'm friends with the other guys. That's correct. So then he confessed to you again. Well, he didn't confess again. We spoke about it again after I already knew from the first time. So you spoke about it in the hospital, correct? That's correct. Now, when you interviewed with the government, you tried to be truthful? I didn't try to be truthful. I was truthful. Did you ever tell the government that you couldn't recall the details of what Bruno told you in the hospital? Did I ever tell the government? Not that I know of. Maybe a word-for-word -word verbatim, possibly. 351484. Read the highlighted portion to yourself. The court. What page? Mr. DiPietro. Page 6. 
Does that refresh your recollection, sir? Miss Cohen. Objection? The court. Hold on a second. 351484 at page 6. Mr. DiPietro. Page 6. Five paragraphs down, Your Honor. The court. Hold on one second. You can ask the question. Sir, did you tell the government that you could not recall what Bruno had talked to you about at the hospital? The court. We're talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is just... Mr. DiPietro. I'll lay a foundation. I'm sorry. The court. I'm sorry. This is just for my clarification. You're asking about the second conversation in the hospital? Correct. Go ahead. Did you tell the government that you could not recall the details of what Bruno had told you at the hospital? Yes, the verbatim conversation. I could not recall all of the details. Okay. Is your memory better today or was it better two years ago? Probably the same. Probably the same. Okay. Sir, you also mentioned that when Mr. Bruno confessed to you in your testimony today that he told you this elaborate story about how Crea Sr. ordered Crea Jr. and then it went down to roast beef and then to Bruno, correct? Correct. Okay, when you first met with the government, did you tell the government that Mr. Bruno never used the Korea's names? I don't recall that. Okay, let's see something to refresh your recollection. 351473, page 205, third bullet point. Does that refresh your recollection? Not really. When was this? The court. The question was, did you tell the government that Bruno never used the Korea's names? So if, looking at this, it jogs, and you said you didn't recall... If looking at this jogs your memory, and now you recall that you did say that, say you did say that. If it doesn't, then tell us it doesn't. The witness. I honestly don't remember. The court. There you go. When you were speaking to the agents, you were being truthful. Yes. And they were taking notes during those sessions? Yes. And your testimony is your recollection today's as good as it was before when you were interviewed by them? I'm sure it would be a little bit more fresher back then, for sure. Is it possible that you told the agents at that time that Bruno never mentioned the Korea's names? It could be possible. Thank you. And then you wouldn't have added that detail for any purpose today, would you have? No. Also, about this club incident that you spoke, that you testified to, you said that you had learned that Mr. Korea was blocked from coming in the club. Yes. And that that was Mr. Ulsheimer who was blocking him from coming in the club. That's correct. And you said you may know Mr. Lavalio. Do you know Peter Lavalio? I didn't say that I know him. I said I heard the name. Sounds familiar. And the testimony that you gave today was that Crea Sr. couldn't get in the club, correct? That's correct. Until the end, I think they let him in. So he wasn't standing in the back of the club, and Carl Uzheimer was in the front of the club, to your knowledge? Correct. And they, he didn't verbalize a message to him across the club saying, I'll remember your face? Correct. Now, let's talk about Mr. Bruno. Is Mr. Bruno a stable person? Miss Cohen. Objection. The court. Sustained. Well, what's your understanding of Mr. Bruno's reliability? Miss Cohen. Objection. The court. I'm not ruling out the line. I'm ruling out the question as to form. Is Mr. Bruno someone that exaggerated, sir? He could be. Okay. Is he someone that told things that weren't true? During this time period in the summer of 2012, did you consider him to be a reliable source of the things happening in the community? You'd have to explain that better. Okay, can we kindly pull up Exhibit 733, page 3? Sir, can you please read to the jury lines 56 to 59? You want me to read it? Yes, please. I'm getting text messages today. I don't even know. I took a Valium last night. 
I don't even know half of these people I was texting. What is your understanding of what Mr. Bruno was saying to you on that day, during that summer? That he partied a little bit last night, and he was messed up the night before. So is it your understanding he didn't even know who texted him? Based on what he said, yeah. Can you kindly pull up Government Exhibit 734, page 17? Sir, can you please read to the jury lines 423 to 425? I don't care. I gotta redeem my name because I can't go around known as a suicide victim. What was your understanding of Mr. Bruno's statement there? Um, Vincent Bruno took a bunch of Valiums or something one night and kind of, like, lost his mind a little bit. And then they checked him. His family checked him into the hospital. During this time he was in the hospital, in August of 2012? I'm not sure of the date. You're not sure? Well, this recording is dated August 17th, 2012. Would you agree with that, sir? August. If it's August 17th on the top, yeah, I guess. Can we kindly pull up page 14? I'm not going to ask you to read the whole thing up top, but can you read lines 338 to 341? Sure. Yeah, and then I told him that, um, you know, I said he goes. I told him I came out of the hospital. I heard this kid was spreading rumors. So we can agree that in August of 2012, Mr. Bruno's in the hospital, correct? Could be, yeah. I don't know if it's the end of... I don't know. He's telling you that, right, sir, in this conversation that you interpreted. Well, he's saying I came out of the hospital, but he isn't saying I came out of the hospital yesterday. It could have been two weeks ago. It could have been three weeks ago. I'm really not sure. Relatively in that summer. You didn't think it was the year before? Correct. Now, in this conversation on direct examination, you gave your understanding about Vinnie Bruno's cousin, Freddy Boy. Do you recall that? Uh-huh. And you gave... The court. You have to say yes or no. The witness. Yes. And your understanding was that Freddy Boy had intervened for Mr. Bruno with all of his debts and, I guess, his habits at the time? Miss Cohen. Objection. The court. If the witness doesn't understand what Mr. DiPietro means, he will say, I don't understand what you mean. Do you understand my question? Please repeat that. Please repeat it. Sure. On direct examination, you gave your understanding about this conversation in regard to Freddy Boy, correct? Correct. And your understanding was that Freddy Boy had been intervening on Mr. Bruno's behalf because of debts that he had outstanding? Correct. And at that time, Mr. Bruno was also... He went to the hospital, correct? At some time. Okay. He had overdosed, correct? Did not overdose. He didn't overdose. Not that I know of. Sir, did you tell the government that you visited Mr. Bruno in the hospital after he overdosed on pills? Did you ever tell the government that? I don't know if overdose is the exact of what happened there. He took a lot of pills, went to the hospital, and got out. I guess I don't know what the definition of overdose is, to be honest with you. Did you use the word overdosing? I really don't know, sir. Maybe something will refresh your recollection. Okay, thank you. 351476, page 40. Ms. Cohen. Objection. Collateral. Mr. DiPietro. Excuse me? The court. Give me one second. The objection was collateral? Ms. Cohen. Collateral. And those don't purport to be a transcript. The court. Yes, sustained. The witness has described the event. Mr. DiPietro. Sir, on direct examination, you gave your understanding about Freddy Boy's intervention, correct? Correct. Did you think Mr. Bruno was exaggerating? On Freddy Boy's... Yeah, his intervention on behalf of Mr. Bruno? It's possible. 
Okay, did you tell the government that? Don't remember. Let me show you what's marked 351476, page 5 of 10. Read the highlighted portion on the bottom. Thanks, VB. The court. Don't read it out loud. Read it to yourself. And if that jogs your memory about what you told the government, tell Mr. DiPietro that that refreshes your memory. And if it doesn't, tell him it doesn't. It sounds familiar. I think it's not based on the exact question that you asked me, though. It's not based on the exact question? I don't think that I think he's exaggerating about Freddy intervening to help him out with the debts. Just kind of in general. Oh, so in general he was just exaggerating. Maybe about the Freddy boy thing, making it seem that the relationship was a lot closer than it was. So he would exaggerate about relationships he held? It's possible. So it's possible he exaggerated about the relationship with Korea? Could be. Okay, let's talk about the supposed confession. What day did Bruno tell you he went to Carl Ulzheimer's house? I haven't the slightest idea. You don't know? I don't know the date that he told me. How many days after the event at the Coddington Club? I also don't know that. Didn't you testify on direct you thought it was the day after? Miss Cullen. Objection. That he told me? Well, didn't you testify in direct that you went to Mr. Ulzheimer's house and he was putting up cameras the day after the Connington Club? Ms. Cohen. Objection. Mischaracterizes the testimony. Well, sir. The court. The witness hasn't had a chance to answer, Mr. DiPietro. If the witness says that's... If the witness can answer the question, that's not what he said. The witness will say that's not what he said. The question was whether you testified on direct that you went by the Ulzheimer's house on the way to your mother's on the day after the events at the Coddington Club. The answer is yes to that. But the question that I got from him was, did he tell me the day after? I'll rephrase it. Please. Your understanding was that the attempt had happened the day after the Coddington Club? No. That was your testimony? No. Okay, so what is your understanding as to when the attempt occurred? Sometime after that situation happened. Well, how many days? I haven't the slightest idea. Okay, what did Bruno say he and Cassano discussed in the car? That, so they went to go pick up the gun. He explained from the kid's house that we grew up with. They got back in the car and he said, give me the gun. You ain't, you know, you ain't cut out for that. And they were kind of laughing about it. That was the extent of the conversation, I believe. And you're not going to add any more details, right? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. Sustained. What kind of firearm was it? Don't know. Was it a fake firearm? Couldn't tell you. You don't know? No. Sir, you've possessed fake firearms before, isn't that true? I believe so. And you told the government that? I believe so. So you have no idea if Mr. Bruno was even carrying a real firearm? True. Okay, so you don't know if it was operable? True. You don't know if it was loaded? Don't know. You don't know how many bullets were in the chamber? Don't know. How many times did he knock on the door? Don't know. How loud did he knock? Not too sure. Did he ring the doorbell? I'm not sure. How many times did he shoot Mr. Ulzheimer? Zero. Not a single shot fired at the man? That's correct. And you don't know any of the details? That's correct. So you're not a witness to this event? I wasn't at the event. By the way, did you ever see Mr. Bruno in Mr. Korea's presence? No. Would it surprise you that they didn't know each other in 2013? I'm not sure. Well, you hung out with Mr. Bruno every day, you said. Uh-huh. 
Right? Did you ever see him in Mr. Crea's presence? No, I did not. Did you ever see him field a phone call from Mr. Crea? No. Did you ever review any phone records between him and Mr. Crea? Not that I remember. So let's talk about Mr. Larka. That's someone you're familiar with, correct? Sure, yes. Did you consider him to be a reliable person? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. Same ruling. Sustained. Did you consider Mr. Larka to be a washwoman? A washwoman? Yes. Do you know what that phrase means? Let's get the definition, please. Well, I'm asking you. What is your definition of a washwoman? Do you know what the word means? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. Sustained. Did you ever hear that Sal Larka would exaggerate events? Um, Sal would exaggerate events? I guess it just depends. I don't really know. Possibly. Okay, I think I asked you before. Do you know a man named Joe Foddy? Doesn't sound familiar. Never heard of him. Okay. What is your interpretation of when Sal Larka called my client's son a peacock motherfucker? I don't know. You don't know? I have no idea what that means. Do you think that was a friendly term? No. From your interactions with Mr. Larka, was he talking in friendly terms about Mr. Crea's son? No. So that means they had no relationship at the time? I don't know. It would imply that they had a bad relationship at the time. Right, correct? No, not relationship. They weren't doing things in furtherance with each other? Ms. Cohen. Objection. To your knowledge, the court. Sustained. You were with Mr. Larka every day. Almost every day. And you interpret his, what he means when he says, peacock motherfucker? No, I can't interpret the meaning of it. But you can understand that they're not hanging out. They're not doing things together? It's possible. And we can agree that in that call, Mr. Larka also tells you the source of his information is the same person who gave you the information. Mr. Bruno, correct? The source of which information, exactly? The government had you interpret this tape and say he also confessed to me, right? Ms. Cohen. Objection to form. The government had you. The court. Sustained as to the whole question as to form. Mr. DiPietro. Did you interpret that same thing on direct with? Let's pull up Government Exhibit 735, page 10, please. Do you recall this tape? Yes. Okay. Now, in this tape, your understanding was that Mr. Larko was telling you Vinnie Bruno also told you the same story. Is that correct? The court. I'm not sure you mean to be on page 10. Mr. DiPietro. Well, I'm just giving reference because the peacock. He'll understand that's the same recording. The court. I thought you were focusing on the part where Larka talks about what Bruno told Larka, but do what you want. Sir, you understand this recording to be the same recording, correct? Same recording as what? As the one in which you and Mr. Larka discuss what Vinnie Bruno had told you. I would think so. I'm not looking at a page where it doesn't say that, so I don't want to say for sure. Can we please go to page 12? Thank you, Miss Becker. You see we're on line 315 and you say, and that's why that thing probably came down from him and the father. Do you see that, sir? Yes, sir. You see at the bottom on 330, well, he told me. Yes. So that's in reference to Mr. Bruno again, correct? Yes. So he's the same source that told. He's the same source for Mr. Larka as he is for you. Correct. Not the Kriyas? Correct. Now, during this time period, did you ever tell people that the whole thing with Carl sounded far-fetched? Yes, it's possible. You do? Okay. 
Did you ever tell Tom DeLucia that the whole thing with Carl, Vinnie Bruno, was a far-fetched story? Yes, I did. You didn't testify that it's a far-fetched story today, did you? Taken out of context because I was cooperating at that time, and I was protecting my cover. So the inculpatory statements about Mr. Crea you say are true? I don't know what that word is. Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. Sustained, Mr. DiPietro. Come on. Well, did you also tell the court? The jury has been told, and I'm sure they remember, but I'll remind them again, that what a cooperating witness or an informant says on the record is not offered for the truth of what the statements are, but just to give context to the answers of the other person. Did you ever tell Dom de Lucia that Vinnie Bruno was questioning the rumors about this event with you? Please repeat that again. Sure. Did you tell Dom de Lucia a month before you talked to Mr. Larka that Mr. Bruno was questioning the rumors about the Carl incident, the same man that confessed to you? I don't remember that. Maybe something will refresh your recollection. Sure. We'll mark this as Korea F. The court. So the question is, does that refresh your memory on the subject that Mr. DiPietro asked you about? Yes, it does. Did you tell Mr. de Lucia that Vinnie Bruno was questioning the rumor about the Carl incident? Yes, I did. And he's questioning the rumor about an event he confessed to you. That's correct. Now, did you also tell Mr. DeLucia that the rumor originated from a girl? Ms. Cohen. Objection, Your Honor. The court. I mean, why don't you ask what the fact is? Mr. DiPietro. What's that? The court. Ask him what the fact is, and then if a prior statement becomes relevant, ask him about that. Did you ever tell Mr. DeLucia? The court. No, no, no. Ask him what the fact is, and then, if a prior statement on the subject becomes relevant, ask him about his prior statement. Sir, did the rumor about Carl start with a girl? The rumor about Carl in that particular conversation? No, I'm asking in general. Ms. Cohen. Objection to form. Rumor about Carl. The court. Lay the foundation. Okay. Was there a rumor about the attempt on Carl that had originated from a girl, not Vinnie Bruno? I mean, I don't know. Maybe at that time when it was more known and everybody knew about the story. Not when it happened. So you don't recall telling Mr. DeLucia that it originated from a girl? Miss Cohen. Objection. Never said that. Do you not recall the statement? The court. What well, are you talking about in real life or in his cooperator hat? I'm talking about in reality. The reality is no. You don't. So you never made that statement to Mr. DeLucia? In real life, no. Sir, did you ever make a statement to Mr. DeLucia that the rumor started with a girl? Possibly during cooperation. Okay. By the way, you testified today about Ernie Aolo's status, correct? That's correct. And you said he was the acting underboss. There was a period of time, a short period of time that we heard that he was. That you heard he was? Yes. You never marked the photo identifying him as the acting underboss? It's possible. Not the acting concealer, correct? I don't know. Now, you spoke about this loan that you were trying to get. Oh, you know, let's start. I take that back. How long were you in California with Mr. Bruno? We weren't there permanently. We were back and forth. Okay, but on the night you had attempted that robbery, remember the ski mask? Uh-huh, yes. How long were you there? A couple of days. So when did you leave after that photo? After the attempted robbery? What were you saying? On direct examination, you identified a photo with Mr. Bruno with a mask. Correct. How many days after did you leave California? I don't know. 
Was it one, two? Like I just said, it could have been a couple days to a week. Can we pull up Government Exhibit 1307? Sir, what's the date on that photo? July 30th, 2012. And Mr. Bruno was in California? Yes. Would you agree he can't be in California and New York at the same time? Yes. He was with you, right? Yes. Okay, so let's pull up also Government Exhibit 731, page 4, please. Can you go back a page? I'm sorry, Miss Becker. Sir, what's the date of this recording? August 1st. 2012? Uh-huh. And that's after July 30th. That's correct. Can we please go to page 4? Can you please read to the jury, starting at line 86? Bruno's statement to you? I, I mean 85, not 86. I'm sorry. To how far? Yes, please. How far, I said. His whole statement. Yeah, I'm gonna hit. And Beef said he ain't gonna be around till Monday anyway. He said because he's going away and he ain't gonna see these guys till Monday. So he said he'll catch up with us. So he said Beef's not going to be around till Monday. Is that correct? Yes. Would you agree with me that August 1st is a Wednesday? I can't tell you that. I don't have a calendar on me. Your Honor, will you take judicial notice that August 1st, 2012 is a Wednesday? The court. Well, luckily I have a magic device here. We can check that. August 12, 2012. Oh, August 1st, 2012? Yes. You know why? August 12th is my anniversary. August 1st, 2012. Let's see. There's a website that says it was a Wednesday. Yeah. Everybody seems to agree it was a Wednesday. Sir, can we agree? I'm sorry. I'm showing you what's marked Crea G, which is a calendar we'd like to offer into evidence, Your Honor. The court. Okay, Crea G is received. Defendants exhibit Crea G received in evidence. You would agree that on the first, Mr. Bruno tells you Cassano won't be around till Monday, correct? Correct. So we'll put here VB Beef not around, and then we'll draw a line until Monday. Is that accurate based on that recording and accurate reflection? Sounds right. And we can agree that you're in California because the 31st and 30th come two days before, right? Ms. Cohen. Objection to form? Well, you just... The court. Break it down? Mr. DiPietro. Okay. The court. One at a time. Mr. DiPietro. So go to Exhibit 1307, which we just looked at with Mr. Bruno with the mask. That's on July 30th, 2012. You're in another state. Sounds right. So would you agree with me that the 31st and 30th come before August 1st of July? Yes. Mr. Bruno's in California. Correct. The court. Mr. Bruno's in California on... Mr. DiPietro. The July 30th and 31st. The witness. I don't know about the 31st. The court. I didn't hear that from the witness. That's why I'm questioning. He said the photo was taken on the 30th. Mr. DiPietro. Yes. Do you have any reason to believe that photo is not authentic? I never said that. I said I can't confirm about the 31st. When did you come back? I don't know. I already said. You don't remember that detail. You don't remember getting on a plane, coming back? The court. Did you come back with Mr. Bruno? The witness. I would assume so. The court. Okay. Mr. DiPietro. Can we kindly put back up 731 at page 4? Let's go back to Bruno's statement. When Beef said he ain't going to be around till Monday anyway, your interpretation of that is that Beef's not going to be around until Monday, correct? That's correct. So the money that he was asking him about couldn't have been the night before? The court. Sustained as to form. 
Well, if he's saying Beef is not going to be around, I can't get an answer. What's your understanding if he saw him the night before? Ms. Cohen. Objection to form? The court. Sustained. Sir, if he saw him the night before, he would have an answer. The court. I think you just need to lay a little more foundation for the money and who is he and him in your question. At this time period, you're trying to get a loan from Beef, right? Roast Beef? Correct. And you're waiting for Bruno to tell you whether Beef's going to give you the money? That's correct. And he's saying Beef's not around. I haven't seen him. He's saying he's not going to be around till Monday. Okay, so we can agree from the time you get back to California until that Monday, Beef's not around? From the time I get back from California or to California, you said? You're in California on the 30th, correct? You showed us that photo. That's correct. And you said that's when you were going to do the robbery. You didn't leave during the robbery and fly home? No, I don't remember if we flew out that night. The next day. I really can't remember. Okay, but a day later, you're talking to Mr. Bruno. Two days later. The court. Two days later. Two days later. Okay, two days later. And he's saying to you, Beef said he ain't going to be around. That's correct. And what's your understanding of that? That he's not going to be around. Okay, and Beef's the same guy in the car with Mr. Bruno. Beef's the same guy in the car? Yeah, according to you, this confession. When? In the car where I took the photo? Not when you took the photo. When they supposedly went to attempt to kill without shooting Mr. Ulsheimer? That is correct. Beef is the same guy in the car. That is correct. You testified earlier about a Joey Realite. Do you recall that testimony? Yes. In regards to a social club? Yes. And you said that, what was the time period of that again? When we had the social club? Yeah. 2004. Okay, and you said during that time period he got elevated to captain. During, sometime during that time, yeah. And you said that's because Korea Sr. really liked him, right? Yes. Did you know Korea Sr. was in prison? I did not know. By the way, are you a voice expert? A voice expert? Yeah. Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. Sustained. Well, you testified that you had... Your understanding was that a call that was played earlier. That was Korea Jr.'s voice. That's correct. When's the last time you spoke to him? At that restaurant. How many years ago was that, sir? Um, six, something like that. By the way, you showed us many photos of you and other people. You and Ernie Ilo, remember? He was giving you the middle finger? Uh-huh. I think your role shows about 5,000 photos in one of the photos we looked at. Ms. Cohen. Objection to testifying? The court. Sustained. How many pictures do you have of you and Steve Korea Jr.? None, probably. Did he ever call you on the phone? Yes. Have you reviewed those records? No. This was... We're going back to 2004 and 2003. I'm answering that for... So in 2012, when this was the events that we're talking about here, your phone was tapped, correct? In 2012? Yeah. I don't really know exactly when they were tapped. We just listened to the wiretap. Right, but you're not being specific. I don't know when it started, when it ended. I don't know any of that. Any calls with Mr. Korea or Mr. Korea Jr. on those calls? No. Sir, we can agree that you're not a witness to the alleged attempt on Mr. Ulsheimer, correct? Ms. Cohen. Asked and answered. Mr. DiPietro. I have no further questions, Your Honor. Recross-examination by Mr. DiPietro. 
Happy Halloween, Mr. Zaccalillo. Same to you, sir. No tricks today, okay? We'll see. The court. No treats either. I hope I get some treats. You testify that in your experience, it would be unusual for Mr. Bruno to be, I guess, in the presence of Mr. Crea. Is that correct? I'm sorry, repeat that? You testified that based on your experience, it would be unusual for Mr. Bruno to be in the presence of Mr. Crea. Is that correct? I think I based it on all associates. And you were an associate, right? Yes. And you testified about a man named Ernie Ilo? Yes. And you told us he was an acting underboss, correct? That's correct. And you hung out with him every day? Almost every day. So based on your experience, did associates hang out with underbosses? Some. Not all. Thank you. You also testified that you didn't believe the story was far-fetched, correct? That's correct. Sir, have you testified at any prior proceedings? Relating to this case? Relating to any case? Yes. And you were under oath in those proceedings? That's correct. Did you omit any facts when you testified in those proceedings? What's the word omit? What does that mean? Did you leave out any details? Not that I remember. Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. You can ask whether he answered the questions he was asked. Did you answer the questions you were asked? Yes. Were you asked in a prior proceeding under oath about the events relating to Carl Lusheimer? I don't remember. Were you asked about the events at the Coddington Club regarding the Lucchese's and the Bonanos? I honestly don't remember. Let me see if something refreshes your recollection. Sure. Showing you what's marked 351488, pages 32 of 120. Read the highlighted section to yourself. Ms. Cohen, give me the page number again. Mr. DiPietro. Sure, it's page 32, 351488. The court. Page in line, page in line. Mr. DiPietro. I'm sorry, it is page 2140, lines 15, going to the next page, line 4. Okay, you see that, sir? Yes, sir. Did you testify in a prior proceeding under oath about the alleged event at the Coddington Club? Yes, sir. And did you testify? Ms. Cohen. Objection. Mr. DiPietro. Excuse me? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. Hold on a second. Mr. DiPietro. It's 351488, page 32 of 120. The transcript page is 2140. The court. Give me a second. Mr. DiPietro. Sure. The court. That was just to refresh his recollection about whether he had ever previously testified about the Coddington Club. And I think the witness said it did refresh his recollection. Now beyond that, I am sustaining, because I don't see anything inconsistent. Mr. DiPietro. Your Honor, on what basis? The court. Not inconsistent. I didn't ask a question yet. Well, I think you started to say, and didn't you testify? By Mr. DiPietro. Sir, you testified just now that you didn't believe the story was far-fetched, is that correct? The court. He said that Ulsheimer story, not the Coddington Club. Mr. DiPietro. Yeah, yeah, and I'm getting there, Your Honor. Did you testify under oath that at that meeting everything was resolved? Yes. Did you mention, yes or no, an attempt on Carl Ulsheimer? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. If there is a basis to believe he was, asked about that, go ahead. Otherwise, no. Did you leave out any facts on purpose, Ms. Cohen? Objection. The court. Sustained. Sir, did you ever exaggerate in your testimony in that prior trial? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. Overruled. Did you ever exaggerate in your testimony in that prior trial? 
Yes, I did. About a story about the Yankees or something. Who is Mickey Mantle, sir? The baseball player. Did you testify that he's connected to organized crime? Ms. Cohen. Objection? Yes or no? The court. I'll allow it. You think this is funny, sir? Yeah. The court. What did you exaggerate, Mr. Zaccolillo? The witness. I don't remember the exact wording, but I think I said, you know, probably he's connected too, or something like that. I don't remember the exact wording. You can refresh my recollection. Probably not based on facts, are you, sir? Miss Cohen. Objection. Sorry? Do you know Mickey Mantle? Miss Cohen. Objection. Out of context. The court. Sustained. I'm not saying you can't go here. I'm just saying don't argue with the witness. Ask questions. Did you testify in a prior case that Mickey Mantle was connected to organized crime? Yes. How do you know that, sir? An assumption. So you just assumed things, but you testify to them? Miss Cohen. Objection. The court. Sustained. Can we kindly pull up Government Exhibit 1307? I'm just going to put my calendar on the Elmo. Miss Cohen. Objection. Outside the scope. The court. This is the document. Yesterday we called it G, but today we're calling it GG now because there was a G. Mr. DiPietro. It's not beyond the scope. He said the story is not far-fetched, so we're going to see. Ms. Cohen. Asked and answered. The court. I don't like speaking objections. I think I made that clear. Overruled. Or responses to objections that are speaking responses. Mr. DiPietro. Kindly put up 1307. The court. But, Mr. DiPietro, based on the conversation at the sidebar, you want to tread carefully. I am. I, I am, Your Honor. You see the timestamp on that photo? The court. I actually don't see what this has to do with what we're talking about. Sir, you testified that shortly after the event at the Coddington Club that there was an attempt made, correct, on Mr. Ulsheimer? Ms. Cohen. Objection. Misstates the witness's testimony. The court. I think since we have to tread carefully here, I'm going to sustain, but I still don't see what this exhibit has to do with that. Sir, were you out at California at the time of this? The court. Of this photograph? Of this photograph. The court. 1307. The witness. Yes. Who is Rabbit, sir? Somebody that was involved in a case with us. And when I asked you, did you know when you came back from California, what was your testimony? Do you recall yesterday? When I came back? Yeah. That I wasn't sure. You weren't sure, right? Did Rabbit tell you on August 1st, 2012? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. Sustained. Well, sir, how far is the flight from California to New York? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. I think we all know it's, if you fly direct, it's about six hours, give or take. Mr. DiPietro. Six hours. Did you tell Rabbit on August 1st that you were six hours away, sir? I don't remember. Your phone was wiretapped during that time? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. I'm having difficulty seeing why this is within the scope. So if you need to tell me, come to sidebar. Don't talk. If you need to tell me, come to the sidebar. At sidebar. Mr. DiPietro. In Agent Keller's testimony over my objection, and they established that the date of the incident was July 30th, 2012. The court. What difference does it make if this guy was in California on the day? Mr. DiPietro. Miss Bruno. Miss Cohen. To the Coddington Club, not the Alzheimer. Mr. DiPietro. And Mr. Lavalio's testimony was the attempt was the day after, because he learned it from Ernie Ilo. That was the testimony in the record. The court. 
Take a cleansing breath. Mr. DiPietro. Sorry. Trying very hard. The court. The witness being in California on the date of the Coddington Club incursion. What is that? Mr. DiPietro. Mr. Bruno is in California with him, and also... The court. And Mr. Bruno is also not involved in the Coddington Club incursion. Mr. DiPietro. Correct. The court. If we could place the Coddington Club incursion on July 30th or 31st, there might be some relevance to this, which is beyond the scope of recross, which is already in the record. Mr. DiPietro. Hold on. The court. Where do we place the date of the Coddington Club incursion? Let me finish. I remember the agent testified that he learned about it from someone. Mr. DiPietro. Correct. The court. On July 31st, so it must have been before July 31st. Mr. DiPietro. Correct. He said it was the day before. In the report, it says July 30th was the incursion at the Coddington Club. The court. That, I don't think, is in the record. Miss Rothman. It's not. The court. Because it would be hearsay. Miss Rothman. Correct. Mr. DiPietro. Now you're not arguing that's the date? The court. What's in the record is that somebody told the agent about it on July 31st, so it must have occurred on July 31st or earlier. But since the witness and Mr. Bruno were not in attendance, the fact that they were in California at the time doesn't seem relevant. Unless there's some... Mr. DiPietro. Yes. He's gonna believe. Let me finish. Mr. DiPietro. I'm sorry. The court. I knew you'd get excited, but you interrupt all the time. Mr. DiPietro. I'm sorry. I apologize. Mr. Marangolo. Should I butt in and say we have to be calm? The court. It's only relevant if there's some evidence in the record that the Bruno attempt was also on. The Bruno Cassano attempt was also on July 31st or August 1st or whenever. Mr. DiPietro. There is. The court. Right now you've got in the record that Cassano said he was out of town until Monday, which is August 6th. Mr. DiPietro. I can go further with that. The court. Is there evidence in the record as to when the Ulsimer attempt occurred in relation to the Coddington Club incursion? Mr. DiPietro. Yes. The court. What is that? Mr. DiPietro. Peter Lavaglio testified that it happened the day after and that Ernie Ilo had told him that. That's in the record. Sworn testimony by Mr. Lavaglio. And that's why I kept asking him, do you know Peter Lavaglio? I wasn't doing it just because I was drawing the connection the jury heard it the day before that Lavalio said it was the day after. And we said, how did you know that? He said, Ernie Ilo. It's in the record. Ms. Cohen. I don't think it is. I went back to check. If you know where it is. Mr. Scotton. I brought it over. We'll check the record. Ms. Cohen. Even if it were Ilo's statement, it's hearsay. That's not admissible for the truth of the matter asserted. The court. Well, I don't remember if there was an objection to it. Seems to me it could be against his penal interest, against Ilo's. Mr. DiPietro. It's in the record. Do we have a word search? The court. Page 3672, line 19. Question. So Johnny Joel told you Carl told him something? Answer. Right. Somebody came to his house and tried to kill him, yeah. Question. How much after this event did Johnny Joel tell you that Carl told him that something happened? Answer. How much time afterwards? Question. Yeah. Answer. After he tried to kill him, he got killed? Question. If that's what you think he said, how many days passed? Answer. The very next day. Question. The very next day. What time did this, going back to the event at the club, what time of day was it when this occurred? Answer. I believe it was towards night time. I'm not sure exactly what time, but it was towards night. 
So it looks like it's not clear to me that, and this came out on cross, that Carl told Johnny Joe, who told Lavalio, that somebody had come to kill Carl the very next day. That's in there. Miss Cohen. It's not clearly in reference to after the Coddington Club incursion. I mean, I have trouble figuring out what it's in reference to. The court. Well, it says, the event seems to be the Coddington Club incursion. Miss Cohen. Except that they're discussing the Ulsimer attempt in the preceding questions. I think the witness is clearly confused. The court. Well, you can argue that, but the witness says the story came from Carl to Johnny Joe to me, and then Johnny Joe told the witness that Carl told the witness that somebody came to his house and tried to kill him. And then the question was how much after this event did Johnny Joe tell you that Carl told him that something had happened, and it says the very next day. Now, this event is ambiguous. It could be read as saying how much after the Cottington Club incursion did Johnny Joe tell you that Carl told him this. I think a more fair reading is how much after the attempt to kill him did Johnny Joe tell Carl that it happened. Ms. Cohen. Exactly. The court. That's what summations are for. Ms. Cohen. It's not a basis to now cross-examine this witness beyond the scope. The court. It's fine. You've already got all this. Mr. DiPietro. If your honor. The court. I think the government's read of the line of questioning is stronger, but that's for argument. Mr. DiPietro. Okay, if your honor is going to let them argue that's not the correct date, I can't take Cassano out of all of August with this guy right now. Almost all of August. The court. Ahead. Mr. DiPietro. Okay. In open court. By Mr. DiPietro. Sir, this photograph you testified that it was taken while you and Vinnie Bruno were in California. Is that correct? That's correct. And the timestamp on that photograph is 11.28 p.m. That's correct. What was your plans the next day? I guess what part of the plan, whether it went through or it didn't go through. I guess there was different plans based on what happened. Okay, and I asked you before, do you know a gentleman by the name of Rabbit? Yes, I do. Who is Rabbit? Rabbit was one of the connects that we had in California. And did you speak to Rabbit during this time period? During which period? The time period of July 30th into August? Into August? Yes. It would be possible. Can't tell you exactly. Did you tell Rabbit on August 1st, 2012 that you were not around because you were five hours away? You'd have to refresh my memory. Okay, did you say to Mr. Rabbit, No, I'm about five hours away right now. I'm just trying to handle some other situation. Is the situation the robbery? I really don't know. You could agree, though, sir. If you're in California, you can't be in New York at the same time. That's correct. And Mr. Bruno is with you. When? When you were in California? I guess it depends on what day that you're asking and time. Well, in that picture, is he with you? In that picture, he's with me. Correct. Did he have the ability to disappear? Ms. Cohen. Objection. The court. Let's move on. Mr. DiPietro. No further questions.